You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Bakani at BilalV87 on Twitter, and it was Stone Cold Raw at MSG. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin opened WWE Raw, cutting essentially a promo breaking down many of his historic moments. I'm not sure if we needed that, but eventually he invited Braun and Seth Rollins to the contract signing. There were some tensions with him and Braun Strowman not shaking hands, but before you could really develop that storyline, which never really went anywhere, uh, they were interrupted by the OC and AJ Styles. Austin eventually called for Rollins and Strowman to attack, so again, so much for the tension between Strowman and Austin. And this ended up working out to the point where AJ was left alone in the ring with his back to Stone Cold Steve Austin, so he got stunned. And then after the commercial break, we got AJ versus Cedric Alexander, which ended ended in a disqualification as the OC got involved and they started a three-on-one attack to pretty much everybody's surprise. The War Raiders came out to make the save, but certainly the seeds have been planted through the tag team turmoil match a few weeks ago. And Alexander sold this surprise quite well. So and there was a, an added, you know, we, we've seen the War Raiders take on jobbers, but to see them hit their moves on Styles, on Gallows, on Anderson, really showcased how great these guys are. And it looked great. So later on, we cut to the OC backstage with Ziggler and uh, Bobby Roode. Obviously, mutual enemies, mutual title matches, so they wanted to work together. And that's where we got a 10-man tag where Cedric Alexander would team up with the tag team champions and WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, along with their new buddies, the Viking Raiders, against the OC, including AJ Styles, Ziggler, and Rude. Before we got this match, though, we got a new Firefly Funhouse, which also had a very nice tease, where Wyatt talked... You know, there was a mention of Finn Balor, but he really exclusively zoned in on Braun, Seth, and Stone Cold. And I'll sort of leave it to you to see it and, and, and look at it, because there's a lot of interpretation here. And certainly the word um, hell was used, which sort of implies that we'll see Bray or The Fiend more likely in a title match with these two or the winner or the current you know universal champion at Hell in the Cell. But it does seem to be both. And it also seems like he will attack Stone Cold at some point, which is a pretty interesting development. We later on got this, got this 10-man tag. And to my pleasant surprise, and this was a great match, it ended with Cedric getting the pin on AJ Styles, very much solidifying him as the number one contender for the U.S. title. Granted, at the last possible moment, but ahead of Clash of Champions, Stone Cold came out and ended with the beer bash with him and the five baby faces who won pretty good way to end raw but this was a pretty strong show all around and certainly keeping with what wwe has done lately with raw smackdown and nxt in terms of delivering quality programming relatively becky lynch and charlotte were teaming against sasha and bailey we got the backstage promo with bailey and sasha which was quite good quite well put together worked perfectly with their characters then we got becky and charlotte awkwardly not talking to each other it appeared Charlotte was doing up her robe, and Becky was putting on her ring tape. Which is fine, except for the fact that this team won, that team being Becky and Charlotte. Which is very surprising to me, because we're talking about Sasha and Bailey, the strongest 
I think Corey Graves put it, the strongest two uh, wrestlers combined. Uh, the power couple, if you will. Uh, couple's not the right word. But the best team, arguably in all of WWE, the first women's tag team champions. And here they are losing just days before Night of Champions. But this probably is only because we will see Sasha walk out with a women's title and this sort of pushes away from it. But still an odd choice. And, I, you know, Charlotte sort of functioning as a meta heel here. Not, or face, I should say. Not really fully committing to it. So, so this is interesting. We also had, of course, the Raw King of the Ring final, which basically went exactly how I think all of us thought it would go. It was Samoa Joe, Ricochet, and Baron Corbin. And how it finished was Samoa Joe was on the mat. Ricochet hit his 630 splash. Corbin threw him out the way, got the win. Textbook. Textbook, textbook. And it kind of worked. Because you, you get Corbin in the finals. Joe already cut the promo on Gable, so he put himself in a good position. Ricochet looked like a champion in this match. Like the guy who should have won King of the Ring. So this kind of helps everybody. And certainly, it likely means... That Elias will lose the SmackDown final on tomorrow. And we will get Chad Gable versus Corbin. Which is a fairly intriguing matchup. And I don't want to get too hopeful that Gable will win it. But I would say there's at least a 50-50 chance. As much as Corbin has been the guy a lot of us have thought. I think it's pretty much up for grabs. Roman Reigns came out to sort of cut a, uh, a positive promo on Connor's cure and introduce some of the cancer survivors. This this was great uh, to use Roman in this way. And, and certainly, you know, with the New York, the MSG crowd in Mad- Madison Square Garden, if you don't know what I mean when I say MSG, it was beautiful. And, and, you know, normally I'm tempted to skip over this stuff, but, but this was great. Rey Mysterio took on Grand Metalik. Dominic wasn't out there. Uh, Ray did get the win, so he sort of rehabilitated himself towards that. But I'm not sure why we don't just jump forward to him and Dominic tagging. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if we need all this, but it was a great match. We also got, and this was apparently something that took place before Raw, but we got the footage of it. NBA star and, and fairly political one, Ennis Cantor, met with 24-7 champion R-Truth. And you can guess where this is going Cantor won the 24-7 title from R-Truth only to reveal his newly found Boston Celtics jersey because he had been traded or left the Knicks, I don't know if he was traded, to the Celtics. So he sort of made the face-to-heel turn after he got the title. Truth used this opportunity to win the title back for apparently his 15th time. Truth will be defending this title on Sunday. We know that. How? No idea. It worked. This is good. I liked it. It's tough not to see Drake there, but I'm sure Maverick will factor into Sunday's decision or maybe SmackDown as well. And finally, we had Lacey Evans taking on Natalia again. And actually, Natalia won, which is not what I expected. I thought the whole point of this exercise was to boost Lacey back up to the title picture or maybe even give her some wins so you can flip her to SmackDown and maybe put her there against Charlotte I like I'm not I'm not sure where they're going with this I, re- I really am not you know for Natalia she's just lost 
the women's title match against Becky at SummerSlam in her home country. So you don't need to build her back up. She's an established veteran. I can't imagine they're going to build Natalya up, send her to SmackDown to face Bailey, when as soon as Becky loses the title to Sasha, Becky could do that. And certainly Charlotte could do the same thing in return to Sasha, which would create two better matches than what we currently have, I would argue. So this was very weird. Uh, and certainly to not feature the women's tag team champions, and I'm sure they'll be on SmackDown given their storyline with Fire and Desire. I would have rather seen that. We're, we're coming in on Night of Champions. Uh, and certainly all the other champions on Raw were well featured. And again, I know the tag titles moved between them. But why not feature them twice instead of giving me a repeat of Lacey Evans and Natalia? But that's pretty much it for Raw. As I mentioned, Stone Cold Steve Austin at MSG. Certainly something that boosts ticket sales and ratings. And I'm sure it worked because Stone Cold, it's not as good as he used to be. But I think we all will, will cut the rattlesnake quite a bit of slack. Uh, and certainly he's got a new show in the USA. And I, I know Dale Earnhardt was his guest. So that's a pretty good piece of cross-promotion. So... All in all, pretty good Raw. I'm quite excited for Class of Champions. You know, not what I would have put out there, but it's pretty good. Um, Until tomorrow, I've been Bilal Vakani. You can follow me at BilalV87 on Twitter. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk all about SmackDown and on Sunday for Class of Champions. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.